RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News Live. I hope you guys are having a good day. I know it's tough when we've got all this garbage happening all around us. Cloud Haynes says they're genociding us. I can't say I disagree. But it's even more of a reason to hold their feet to the fire. And let's be honest. Has there ever been a time in humanity when they weren't genociding us? The only difference is now the speed of information and the fact that we can see it all happening in real time. Thank you very much for joining us. Please do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. I've got a comment from many fires over on Rumble. I live east of the disaster, directly in the windstream flow, northeast of Pittsburgh. This is crazy stuff. And a movie, which we're going to talk about, depicts such a disaster occurring in an Ohio town, and residents of the real East Palestine were extras in the movie. You cannot make up this dystopian hell. If you're in Ohio, I sincerely pray that you, your family, your pets, your loved ones, everything is safe. But I got to be honest, it's looking like this is going to affect a lot more than East Palestine. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and you and I will be right back after this special word from our sponsor. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us today. Brian Losh appears to be a denier that uh, this train derailment in East Palestine took place. Well, you know, you've got lots and lots of individual commentary from people that live in the area. Uh, You've got contemporaneous news reports. I I don't know why you would believe that this didn't actually happen. And maybe when animals and people start dropping dead in your area, you might change your mind on it. Here's the thing. Uh, Roughly 10 days ago in East Palestine, Ohio, which is about 40 minutes away from where we used to live in Ohio, There was a massive train derailment, and the train, I believe it was Norfolk Southern, we'll see the actual information in a second, Uh, they had lobbied for, I guess, looser looser safety standards on these rails, and uh, as a direct result of that, they caused this train derailment. Now, no word exactly on how the train derailment happened, but it seemed to be a fairly perfect scenario. It was carrying tens of thousands of gallons of highly noxious, carcinogenic, dangerous, and deadly chemicals. So those chemicals crashed, the cars spilled their contents all over the ground, 
that soaked into the soil, and then it also went into the waterways. Now, that waterway that runs through that portion of Ohio connects directly to Pennsylvania, I believe it connects to Tennessee and Kentucky, Uh, but the most important thing is that those waterways are, they don't exist like in a bubble. All of the waterways end up connecting to each other in one way or another. And at least 15 miles away from East Palestine, they are fishing dead fish out of the river. Uh, More than that, the really just disturbing part of this story is that because so many of these chemicals were getting into the groundwater and into the rivers, they decided the best thing to do would be to set it on fire. Now, I put together a whole bunch of information about this today, and uh, my friend Scott at Woke Societies earlier today had put together pretty much the definitive thread on this. So I've got a bunch of my own stuff, but I'm going to go through and show you Scott's thread. What we're seeing here in this image is uh, the actual site of the the railway workers and, I don't know, the safety people deciding that they're going to set this on fire. Uh, This was probably the worst thing they could do because it went from a localized disaster in the ground, in the water, of course, that water's going to flow, but it made it into a airborne disaster. So instead of it just being liquid, it now becomes uh, a gas and it's released into the atmosphere. And all of these chemicals that were in this train are highly, highly carcinogenic, deadly to people. All right. So this is about the worst ecological and environmental disaster that we've had here in America. Certainly, the worst since the uh, leak in Bhopal, India. Many of you may remember that tragic leak from the Union Carbide plant in Bhopal, India. This was a fertilizer plant. Uh, And back then in 1984, there was a a dangerous chemical by the name of methyl isocyanate. It, uh, it, I'm sorry, this is an insecticide plant, not a fertilizer plant. It escaped the insecticide plant and it turned into a gas and it drifted over these densely populated Indian neighborhoods in Bhopal, India. It killed thousands of people almost instantly. Animals, anything that was in its wake dropped dead. Everybody was dead. Nobody knew what the heck was going on. There was mass panic. People just saw people dropping dead. They tried to escape. They couldn't. The final death toll was between between 15 and 20,000 people. Uh, there were about a half a million people who survived with uh, severe respiratory problems. They had uh, eye irritation, blindness. Uh, there was a whole bunch of other uh, signs and symptoms of uh, exposure to toxic gas. And many of them were rewarded compensation by Union Carbide. How much compensation? Well, remember, it's India. So they got a couple hundred bucks. Now, they later determined that the reason the gas leak was able to occur was because there were substandard operating and safety procedures at the plant, which directly led to the catastrophe. Uh, Now, this was a horrible, horrible scenario. The big difference between what happened in Bhopal and what happened here in uh, East Palestine, Ohio, uh, is that, well, first of all, it was fairly localized. It was fairly localized to these neighborhoods in Bhopal. Now, the 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 the, the big difference that I can see is that uh, although these chemicals didn't kill people immediately, we have absolutely no idea what the long-term effects are going to be on people 5, 10, 15 years down the line. Now, I heard about this when it initially was reported on. It was just a very small blurb. There wasn't anything in the mainstream media. And once I looked into it deeper, I started to ask myself, why in the heck 
are they not reporting on this? This is clearly much, much more serious than they're letting on. In the immediate aftermath, they told everybody to leave. They said, you need to uh, uh, evacuate. And then very quickly, they told people that it was safe to go back. But the people who did go back immediately noticed things like their chickens, their livestock were just dropping dead. Uh, There's a guy, I'm going to show you a clip of his video. Uh, He is a wild fox breeder, or I guess he breeds foxes for domestic captivity. Uh, Those foxes are sick. One of them dropped dead, uh, just immediately started vomiting and having diarrhea and very quickly died. Uh, But you can see here from this plume, uh, this right here, this black cloud that is spreading out, This is the soot and the chemical residue of everything that was on fire. That column of smoke was plunging up into the upper atmosphere for many, many hours, many hours. So I return to a statement I made earlier. The fact that this is probably the worst environmental and ecological disaster that I have ever seen in my lifetime and maybe in the history of the United States. And so now I ask you, my friends, where the hell are all the environmentalists? You know, what about all the people who are constantly bitching about fossil fuels and carbon dioxide and rising ocean levels? This is something we can measure right now. You can see it happening. You can see the soot and the debris and the the, the plastic melting on people's cars. This is real. This is happening. This is the kind of stuff... <clears throat> that I fight against, okay? I'm not an environmentalist. I'm an ecologist. I want to preserve the earth so that man can continue to use it and live on it and so that we can usher it forward into future generations. I want to coexist with nature. I don't want to destroy nature or replace it, and I certainly don't want nature to destroy us. There is a balance. Man has existed in harmony with nature on this planet for God knows how long, and only he knows. (laughs) But the environmentalists, which have you believe that they care about the planet and they care what happens. This is the real test. Where are those people? They are nowhere to be found. None of the talking heads that you see on MSDNC or CNN or even on Fox News, they're not talking about this. There is a total media blackout. But you know what they are talking about? The objects in the sky. Now, we were thinking that there must be, there must be, Something they're covering up. Well, geez, oh, Pete's, I'll be dipped in tar. This story about the Chinese spy balloon and now these UFOs being shot down by the Pentagon, it all came up at virtually the same time as this disaster taking place in East Palestine. So is this the cover-up? Are they trying to bring aliens because this ecological disaster is just so bad, so terrible? You know, what really shocked me is that this was only 45 minutes away from where we lived in in Alliance, and I didn't hear anything from anybody in Ohio. Nobody mentioned anything about it. And it goes to show you just how tight of a lid they have on this thing. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at what Scott was able to put together. And honey, I don't know if you can hear me, but Lucy is in the room with me and she wants to get out. All right. So February 3rd, 10 days ago, Norfolk Southern, it derailed, and here is the video footage. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Uh, You know what? It's going to make me refresh the screen. I hate it when Twitter does this. Just play. Just play for me, okay? Here it is. Boom. And they didn't just pop off. I mean, they did that on purpose. They blew it up on purpose. It just seems like the dumbest possible thing you could do. I mean, they're always saying trust the science, but... There is some science that is inherent in combustion, 
and the uh, changing nature of matter. You know, this stuff doesn't just disappear when you set it on fire. Uh, Michigan girl says, not sure if it has to do with the Ohio incident, but we live in the Detroit area and all of us are feeling a little nauseous and headache. The air has a poo smell to it. It doesn't a pool smell to. Oh, my God. That is exactly what it's from. The people in East Palestine could smell chlorine. You are directly probably in the wind path of all of these noxious chemicals coming out of East Palestine. Michigan girl, you need to seriously call the authorities uh, because they need to be able to track and trace where this stuff is going. If you're smelling chlorine, you are absolutely getting the fallout from this stuff. Brian says, I was abducted by aliens once. They are friendly for the most part. I can't tell if you're trolling, Brian, but good on you. So how was this train derailed? Well, the Biden administration, if you'll remember, very recently was in a quiet war with the train unions just this past fall. And it was all surrounding the upkeep of our nation's railways. Apparently, there's not enough people to work the train rails. The pay is not going up probably because they've got other costs in other places. And because there's a lack of workers, it's causing the current workers to have to work too long, exhausting hours, and then it puts safety on the back burner. People forget about safety. So as a result, add into this fact that in the last 10 years, the class one carriers have dramatically increased both the length and tonnage of the average train while cutting back on maintenance and inspection. And as a result of that, we have a ticking time bomb. So rather than stopping the trains and doing their inspections and making sure that everything is good, they just run as many trains as they possibly can, basically keeping them going 24 hours a day. And they're unable to do the work that they need to do. Uh, My mom says aliens usually go for the weakest links. So says MUFON. Michigan girl, I, I please follow up with me on this because... You are definitely, you are definitely experiencing the environmental fallout of what happened in East Palestine. All right. So uh, Scott links here to a, uh, an article from, let me see, special report, monster train wreck in Ohio. So this is just a report on the, uh, the train wreck itself. So the, the name rail workers use to call this system of running trains is called precision scheduled railroading. Basically, it allows for increased profits for the owners, but it requires less inspections and regulations on what's being put on these trains. Let's go ahead and listen to this video clip. Rail workers warned us about disaster like this. I heard firsthand months ago about the corporate practice of precision scheduled railroading. Precision scheduled railroading is... Uh, shorter staff, longer hours, longer trains, less safety, less maintenance. Do I have all that right? Oh, you got it all right. I mean, a lot of the derailments that you're seeing on national TV is one of a few things. It's lack of maintenance on the track, or they've cut the track gangs too short, and they can't get out to fix it. All right, so that gives you an idea of what we're dealing with here. And I, I think that it's at this point that I should let you know there were two additional train derailments today in the United States. We're going to look at those in depth after we go through the disaster in East Palestine. So according to an organization that is tracking the employment at rail lines, they've cut 22% of those jobs that are supposed to be doing inspections and safety since 2017. Uh, So just by very nature of the situation they're setting up, it's essentially a recipe for disaster. 
Now, who is Norfolk Southern? Well, they are owned by Wall Street billionaires, as they would be. And their fourth quarter earnings were huge. Fourth quarter railway operating revenue was $3.2 billion. That's up 13%. And income from railway operations was $1.2 billion. That's up 5%. That's a great return. That's better than most people are getting anywhere else. Rain says, Zach, there's a company in Arizona, I think, do you just mean Arizona, called Worldview Enterprises that launched balloon-borne surveillance in 2019. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I know there's a number of different companies that actually have balloons that uh, are are doing different things. Google had a a setup where they were trying to deliver Wi-Fi to people. Um, Now, here's the thing. Uh, The other The other balloons, or rather the other unidentified objects that were shot down, are now being identified as balloons. I've got some detail from a letter that was sent to Congress, a briefing on what at least one of them were. Um, But uh, I think that uh, this technology has been known to exist, and certainly the Chinese spy balloons, you know, it was known to exist as well. Um, But I don't think that means they're the same thing. Uh, Let's see. So uh, continuing on, documents show that current transportation safety rules were first created. Uh, A federal agency sided with industry lobbyists and limited regulations governing the transport of hazardous compounds. Now, this decision effectively exempted many trains hauling dangerous materials. So maybe they didn't have to tell anybody what was on these trains. Certainly, they didn't have to worry about it. Hang on. Okay, yeah, just leave it, just leave it. Okay, Uh, here is uh, another image from uh, within East Palestine uh, and another video. We're not going to look at that. Another trail line derailment that took place in New Jersey back in 2012. uh, That had 20,000 gallons of toxic chemicals that were spilled into the air. Uh, And at that time, Barack Obama was pushing for rule changes to make these trains safer with ECB brakes. Chemical lobbyists, however, pushed against this and ultimately won, leaving the door open for more disasters. So, again, this is a problem that they could have addressed in the past. And this has happened before, actually, in Ohio. Back in the 1980s, there were toxic clouds that were spilled from the Ohio liquid disposal and residents were each paid $500 while the rich made huge profits. Here, you can see this. That kind of looks like benzene or something like that. I don't know exactly what industrial toxin that was, but worst, worst, worst possible thing you can imagine. So at the same time that the people get sick, these hedge funds and these Wall Street guys and the companies are making tons of money. They continue to lay people off. They make more money. And now we have this major problem where it's become quite evident that our rail lines are not safe and that uh, there is needs for safety precautions to be put in place with these chemicals as they get pulled around the country. Uh, This is a really good video. This guy has been doing some good work. I'm going to go ahead and play this too. So that's a lot to take in there, but we have to move on because I think this is the most important thing you need to hear. Areas of containment soil and free liquids were observed and potentially covered and or filled during reconstruction of the rail line, including portions of the trench slash burn pit that was used for the open burn of the vinyl chloride. I think you have to ask a few questions. Number one, why are you learning this from me? Why have they not released water tests since the 4th, but they've released several days of air tests? On the 5th, the EPA said that they were expecting water tests on the 7th or 8th. How much of these chemicals spilled? How much burned? Why was the track rebuilt over buried contaminants? 
It looks like there was spillage of the same type of chemical in the past there. Uh, vinyl chloride is the very first one that they admitted were uh, was being uh, escaping from one of these rail cars. That chemical, vinyl chloride, turns into hydrochloric acid, formaldehyde, and carbon dioxide when it gets out into the air. Vinyl chloride in the air breaks down within a few days, and it results in the formation of those other chemicals through a scientific chemical process, which you can trust the science on. Now, that wasn't the only chemical that was actually inside there. Uh, However, initially, the EPA was not very forthcoming with telling the public uh, what was actually in there. They initially said that the air was safe to breathe, the water was safe to drink. However, now we find that that is not true. Uh, There is vinyl chloride, butyl acrylate, ethylexyl acrylate, and ethylene glycol monobutyl ether. Uh, And those continue to be released into the air, soil, and surface waters. Now, I repeat, the ecosystem in East Palestine is not isolated. As we saw from Michigan Girl, she and her family are smelling the chlorine in the air. That is something that the people in East Palestine are saying they're smelling as well. The water continues to flow south down here towards Florida, and the air currents are also bringing all of those chemicals east towards the eastern seaboard of the United States. So if you're in Pennsylvania, if you're right there in line with East Palestine, if I were you, I would probably check the weather and see which direction the wind currents have been have been blowing Uh, And, you know, it might be necessary for you to do some cleanup or to contact the EPA. Uh, Now, another effect from these chemicals, from burning these chemicals, uh, they are known as diotoxins. And they can merge with fatty tissues and stay in your cell membranes forever. This is the substance that has been floating in the Ohio air for over a week. Dioxins are forever chemicals. And a small amount concentrates in higher order animals like people. This chemical catastrophe is absolutely going to drop life expectancy in Ohio and Pennsylvania for generations. And animals carry it away after ingesting it when they're ingested. So it gets into the food. It gets into the livestock. It stays in you. You transfer that on to your children. It gets as bad as it can possibly uh, Zach, they are reporting another one in Houston. Going to check it out. Tagged you on Twitter. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, vinyl chloride is extremely toxic, Rusty Koala. Extremely toxic. So, six days after that spill, officials told everybody it was safe to come back uh, after the tests of the water and air were completed. But I guess all of that was a lie. Uh, and uh, Scott actually was able to find some information on that here. Uh, now, and here's the other thing. I've seen people on Twitter very upset that, that anyone, anyone would, would would say that perhaps it wasn't contained and that it wasn't cleaned up. Um, you know, I, I have no dog or, or I guess I don't know how, how you say that. I have no cat in this fight, whatever it's supposed to be. I have I have no way or another. You know, I would prefer that this spill never happened. But I don't live in Ohio anymore, okay? So I'm not as concerned about it as I would be if I lived up there. But if you're an Ohio resident, and maybe you're one of the lucky ones and you're not noticing any any issues and, you know, you're not having any groundwater or, or soil issues or your house isn't contaminated, your kids aren't going to get cancer, good for you. But that doesn't mean that everybody in the path of this uh, catastrophe isn't going to. Many, many people are. 
uh, it's going to be really, really bad. So the EPA said the water was safe. Let's see what the residents are actually seeing. Kirk Fuller with the Ohio Environmental Protection Agency's Office of uh, Emergency Response. As we plan for uh, throughout the burn, we have not found any hits to the waterway. There was no impact. It was anticipated to be that way. Uh, checking during and, and now post has confirmed that. So a very positive in for the protection of the waterway. And we continue that monitoring program. Incident. All right. So saying that there's no there's no contamination in the water. Absolute lie. There are people 10, 15, 20 miles away from East Palestine in Ohio that are recording EPA and cleanup officials in their streams and in their rivers. And they are fishing these dead fish out of the water. Okay, there's dead fish, there's dead frogs, there is no life left. And you can see the sheen on top of the water. This uh, this waterway is completely contaminated, all right? It is a bad, oh, look at this. There, There's newts, there's salamanders, there's fish of all different size, there's tadpoles, there are frogs. Uh, this is a really, really horrible situation. I would imagine that everything within those waterways is completely dead. Now that says nothing about, look at that. Take a look at the chemicals on, on the, the top of the water there. Yeah. Uh, If you live in this area and you can get footage of this directly and send it to me, I would be very, very grateful. Uh, And I just noticed that Epstein client list is trending on Twitter. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can get that to. um, No, I am definitely interested in this. Hold on. Mm, uh, we'll, We'll look at that in a minute. Also, people are reporting dead wildlife everywhere. Uh, So like all kinds of dead animals, obviously, I told you about the dead foxes. Uh, There have been reports of dead birds. There there were people posting videos of birds like freaking out, trying to get out of the area. But the thing is that they're just caught in a toxic cloud and they just died. You know, they're all dead. People are getting sick. Uh, This woman, mouthy mom, I'm two hours away from the train derailment the day after. Everyone around here got sick, upper respiratory stuff, sore throat, itchy, watery eyes, etc. It could be allergies, but allergies in February is odd. Not convinced it wasn't a side effect of them putting that stuff in the air. According to a social media post from the East Palestine Police Department, the Potable Well Task Force will knock on doors Saturday where there are at-risk drinking water wells in the area. And they are in the ter- they, are, they are in the process of determining what private drinking water wells may have been impacted. Now, here is uh, somebody who is apparently looking into the river to see if they can find anything, uh, if there is any life. Here is CGC Melissa. She says, stop lying. You know, they contained it. But, you know, I mean, there is far too much evidence. Look, this is residue left on people's vehicles after they started burning the vinyl chloride. And you can see here, it even looks like maybe it's melting the plastic. It's very, very strange looking. Doesn't look like it's a very good thing at all. Now, this is where it gets really weird because this movie came out on Netflix a couple of months ago 
called White Noise, and you'll never guess what it was about. It was about a train derailment that was filmed in in East Palestine, Ohio. People who live in East Palestine were extras in the movie. And there was a toxic cloud of gas that escaped from this train derailment, and it spread out, and it was essentially the, the exact plot that we're seeing. Uh, it appears to be another example of predictive programming happening very close, very, very close proximity. What do you think the chances are that they make a movie like this and then not very long after the same type of disaster happens? Okay, you know, there's a certain likelihood. Now throw in the fact that they filmed it in this town and that the people who are experiencing this exact same disaster right now were also participants in the movie. that's a bridge too far. That's absolutely not something you would expect to see. Now, the trailer, I'm not going to play the trailer. I I, I tried watching the movie and it was annoying. I I just, I could not, okay? Uh, There was just something about the way it was written. I don't know. I couldn't get through it. Maybe you might have seen it. Um, Let me see. Uh, Chippery says, I watched White Noise today. It also addresses experimental medication. Hmm. Yeah, Casey Bowser gives new meaning to the phrase, you are watching a movie. You are more than watching a movie at this point. So, uh, this is more talk about that. Um, I don't really care about the Super Bowl. We're not going to watch that. We're not going to worry about that. Okay, so now, this is where the cover-up comes in. Because the mainstream media is not talking about this. And the only place that I saw here is Good Morning America. Uh, This is where they cover it. A News Nation journalist, Evan Lambert TV, was arrested for live covering the events in Ohio. And he was back in his room doing his job uh, and was cleared for no reason. So this journalist in Ohio was trying to cover this story for the national news. The police arrested him. And then took him out. Now, he even says in the clip, the uh, my, my, I'm gonna, they're going to get me out soon and they're going to have it all taken care of. But anyways, let's take a listen to this. In Ohio, while reporting at a news conference. Yes, uh, he was there when he was asked to stop uh, reporting uh, during the time where uh, the governor was speaking. Uh, then law enforcement came up to him. You can see him speaking to them. Uh, it looks like the situation was becoming more tense. And then he was taken outside of the gymnasium where that news conference was being held and uh, taken to jail. Uh, so we want to get straight out to our Joe Khalil live outside of the sheriff's office there with a closer look at what happened. Joe? Yeah, thankfully, Evan is no longer here. I uh, got out last night and we got a chance to talk to him a little bit early, early, early this morning. Seems to be doing uh, better, but, you know, it was an ordeal for him. And so, you know, as we now try to ask the question, really the main question of why this had to happen at all. And as you watch that video, that is just uh, uh, cozy sales says they are actually fact checking this arrest and saying it isn't accurate. They're probably going by the fact that all records were wiped of it. Now, that's really all that we need to know. There was the arrest. The police were trying to shut this man down, stop him from being able to report on it. And as they said, the governor was speaking at this time. And for some reason, they didn't want journalists in there. But this is the full body cam footage. There was a confrontation between this man, Evan, and between looks like the Ohio State Police. They told him to leave. Otherwise, he was going to be trespassed. And then as a result, they went ahead and took him down and arrested him. Very bad look for the Ohio State Police and for the law enforcement community in general. Um, Now, 
What we're looking at here, I called it an environmental Chernobyl. I truly do believe that because the fallout from this is not going to be fully known for decades. We're not going to see it until we start seeing cancer clusters popping up. We're not going to understand until we finally figure out just how much of the natural wildlife is left, how much of the natural ecology remains. We're not going to understand until we see where things are popping up dead and what the overall effect is going to be on the next generation. This is going to take decades to figure this out. So right now, instead of talking about this, the White House has not said one damn thing about this. The worst environmental disaster in the history of this nation. Now, if it had been a pipeline bursting, if there was oil that needed to be cleaned up, it would have been headline news all over every mainstream media outlet. The the president would have done a, a, a speech from the Rose Garden. He would have been talking about this, would have been drawing so much attention to it. All right. But instead, they blow up a couple of train cars in, in East Palestine, Ohio, the Rust Belt of the United States, and they don't say a damn thing about it. They don't care about you people. They don't care about the people in, in uh, uh, Southeast Ohio. Joe Biden, for all of his folksy wisdom and uh, growing up a coal miner's son in Delaware and Pennsylvania, they could not care less. The people of Ohio vote Republican, don't they? And the vast majority of the people who were affected by this happen to be white. Can you imagine if a train derailment happened in the middle of, <clears throat> I don't know, urban Chicago, uh, in the middle of Cabrini Green? Just imagine the outrage that would happen. Black children are dying from Union Carbide or Norfolk Southern. They're killing our children with chemicals. Well, they're killing all of the children with chemicals. I don't care what race you are. I would have a problem with this no matter where it happened. My point is the hypocrisy of the mainstream media and people like Joe Biden, so-called environmentalists. They care about the environment. No, they don't care about the environment. They care about killing you. They care about stopping you from breathing so that you don't exhale carbon dioxide. The one thing they always forget to tell you is that plants require carbon dioxide to live. The more we breathe out, the more the plants have to breathe in and the more vegetation we're going to be able to grow. But I'll tell you where you can't grow a damn thing is in contaminated soil that is full of vinyl chloride and methyl ethyl butyl, whatever it might be. You cannot, you cannot grow anything in a river that is so toxic that the fish and the frogs melted or just floated to the top of the stream. You can't can't have anything surviving in a river that is covered in a slick of iridescent liquid. All right. But they're talking about the UFOs, the UFOs getting shot down by the Pentagon, getting shot down by Canada over Lake Huron, over Alaska, over Montana. Apparently there's another one, Rain said. It just continues on and on and on. All right, so here, this is apparently uh, areas that the Ohio River has contaminated from the spread of these chemicals, all right? So here you've got Pittsburgh. Right over here is East Palestine, just a little bit further south, Okay. And this is apparently the waterway that the Ohio River is uh, is dumping into in some fashion or another. So that is, you know, that's all that's all going up into Canada. You can see here it appears to be going west. Uh, Michigan girl, that might be where you're getting it. 
And it's a good thing Scott has uh, covered this because we have another train derailment that took place in South Carolina. Uh, and where is the other train derailment? Hold on. I've got it right in here someplace. Here we go. One in South Carolina and then one in Texas. Uh, now, let's see which rail lines were these. Uh, in one, we had a, this is in Houston in Texas, a truck collided with a train that caused it to derail. You can see here so far, it doesn't look like there's any chemicals that are spilling out, but you never know. You can see that. That truck driver is probably dead. And then we have another one in Ennery, South Carolina. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I said earlier that uh, they 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 want to, or somebody in the chat said that they're trying to genocide us. Uh, yeah, it does not surprise me that you would have that opinion, that you would believe that could possibly be the case. Listen, guys, I got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back in just a moment. So stick around and I'll see you in a second. All right. Welcome back to the show. So uh, I was just taking a look at the uh, circumstances of these two train derailments. So <clears throat> there is one dead in the crash in Texas. It looks like the truck hit the train. That one could have been on purpose, certainly. Uh, no word on who owns that particular train line. Uh, but the one in South Carolina <clears throat> does not appear to be a result of any outside influence. So it very possibly could be the same type of safe, uh, safety and issues of neglect that happened in Ohio. That one is open by C -E -C -S -X. CSX Transportation. CSX Transportation. All right. So uh, I mentioned that uh, initially they only were talking about the vinyl chloride, but we have the other uh, noxious chemicals that were included in there. <clears throat> Let's just take a look at this again. Vinyl chloride on its own is a known carcinogen, and long-term exposure to vinyl chloride in humans and in laboratory animals has been known to cause angiosarcoma of the liver. That is a particular cancer of the liver. Now, when it's exposed to open flames or open electrical elements or electrical arcs, Vinyl chloride or its vapor can decompose to form toxic and corrosive fumes. That might be why we saw some things appearing to have been melted on those cars. Now, depending on the conditions, whether it is exposed to high temperatures, to heat, or to ignition, uh, hydrogen chloride gas, which is highly irritating to the nose and throats, uh, as well as the trace levels of phosphine gas may be produced. And this hydrogen chloride gas is probably, Michigan girl, what you and your family were smelling, and it's what created the uh, issues in the upper respiratory systems. <clears throat> now, the EPA are the ones who mentioned that the glycol monobutyl ether and the ethyl hexyl acrylate and isobutylene were also found in the derailed cars as well. Uh, essentially, the circumstances surrounding the disaster in uh, in East Palestine, I think were made far worse than they needed to be. Uh, and uh, this is way more, way more than just a, a casual thing that happened here. <clears throat> here we go. This is uh, some videos. I actually have this pulled up in a separate tweet, but uh, there are trucks that are pulled up along the road here in East Palestine where they're pulling the fish out of the river. It's a company called EnviroScience. They are an Ohio-based company that provides time-sensitive solutions to environmental challenges. Let's take a look. And of course, 
They're not going to let us just watch it. We got to open Twitter. So I suppose, and of course, this is not working at all. Well, if you see, if you're in Ohio and you see trucks that are labeled in Viroscience, there we go, in Viroscience, then you know that they're there probably on behalf of the railroad. Oh my gosh, Ben Lindsay says, Manifest of the Ohio Train. Some of the tanks didn't even leak and they burned them anyhow. Yeah, they definitely did not need to do that. All right, so keep an eye out for those EnviroScience trucks. Uh, Here, this is another one that I had pulled up. Uh, This is the special report about the animals that were dying. Let's take a listen to this. This is really disturbing. Yeah, well and groundwater are safe. However, after this couple saw dead fish in this creek that you're looking at, they're deciding to not take any chances. Oh, there was hundreds. Russell Murphy is referring to the fish now belly up in Leslie Run. He and his wife noticed them last night, barely 48 hours after the fiery derailment, five miles away. This is huge, huge environmental effects. That's now one of many concerns the EPA now faces. The impact of the fish, yes, there was a, a impact of those. However, the levels as we have seen it are protective to groundwater. We are. Oh, this is the same guy who said that there was no effect on the waterways. Now he admits that there was an effect on the fish. The fish are a vital part of the waterways. Anybody here a fisherman? Okay, I'm certain that many of you are. And you know that every single animal that lives in a waterway carries a special and unique function to ensure that that system continues to operate in an optimal fashion. It's like your body, okay? Like you take out one of your lungs, you take out one of your kidneys, you take out a portion of your vascular system, and it's not going to work in the same way. Uh, Yeah, Nicole, one believe we already went through the thread. Where there are some wells along that for residential wells. Environmental cleanup crews were at and actually in that water today. So are these booms, which are used to catch and stop anything that shouldn't be flowing here or into water wells, which Murphy uses for just about everything. At the area well. Shocking and avoidable once more. All right, so let me pull up some of these other tweets that I had. All right. So this is from the arrest of that journalist. Kind of crazy that they did that. This one is body cam footage again from that arrest. This one. Ah, this is the dead fish tweet. Okay. We don't need that one. Let me see. I'd like to show you the one with the foxes. Ah, God, this is like a a montage. Friday, 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! I hope it is. This is horrible! I got arrested because it was 
officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. Residents so say they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Look at that. <clears throat> these are eggs from the day before the disaster. And these are the eggs that were laid the day after. You think those are safe to eat? Look at that difference. It's like all the color is drained from them, or maybe they're covered in some kind of, I don't know, coating. But, you know, what I said earlier, this stuff gets into the fatty tissues of animals and people, uh, and this is just so bad. It just, it, it gets worse and worse every single day. All right, so here are some more pictures. This is from Wall Street Silver. Uh, you know, again, this makes me even angrier now learning that, Many of these cars hadn't even been punctured, and yet they burned them anyways. It, I mean, here's the thing. What was this? What were these chemicals going to be used for? Were they waste chemicals? Were they de like destined for a supplier of chemicals? I mean, if these are, if this was just an easy way for this railroad to get rid of this stuff and not to have to properly dispose of it, wouldn't that just be the topping on the cake? And this is, oh my gosh. This is from above the cloud cover, just above where the chemicals were being released. And you can see it even just ate away the clouds. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine having to live in this? My heart goes out to every single one of you that live in this area. And, you know, I'm praying for everybody to be perfectly honest with you. This stuff is making its way through the waterways. I, I think it's literally going to end up all across the eastern seaboard. Uh, and the real, the real tragedy here is that with the combined might of the United States government, with the combined might of the federal government and all of the agencies that we have, how many billions of dollars, how many trillions of dollars get poured into all of these programs, into all of these uh, these federal agencies that are supposed to be taking care of stuff like this. I mean, wh where's the FDA? Where's the EPA? Where is Pete Buttigieg, okay? Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, had absolutely nothing to say about this. Uh, Elmar W. says, I live 46 miles from East Palestine. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, they make PVC pipe from vinyl chloride. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Elmar, are you still able to see smoke? Is there still stuff happening? Uh, Rumble Tumble says, I live in Asheville, North Carolina. I rarely ever sneeze, and when I do, it's just one. Yesterday, after I walked my dog outside, the air did smell bad. I came in and sneezed 29 times in a row. Wow. See? I mean, you're right there. You're right there on that path. All right. So, like I said, what have they been talking about? They've been talking about the UFOs. They've now shot down uh, four things. First, on February 4th, we had the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down. On Friday, there was an object shot down over Alaska. On Saturday, there was another one shot down over the Yukon. Uh, on Saturday, there was also a radar anomaly that was detected, but they couldn't find an object. And then there was the uh, Lake Huron object. They actually shut down airspace over Lake Huron on Sunday. 
That would be the fourth uh, object that they've shot down in just the last two weeks. And again, strangely enough, this seems to coincide with the horrific and catastrophic events taking place in East Palestine. And the, the, the government is all over this subject. And they can't really tell us anything about it. All they can tell people, oh, you know, these are unidentified objects. We don't really know what they are. Well, apparently the one over Lake Huron was a metallic balloon with a payload. That's one of the things I've heard is that every one of these had a payload of some type. You know, I heard a lot of people uh, perhaps speculating about the possibility that uh, if these all were Chinese, then perhaps they might have had biologicals included in them. Well, God, how would we know now, now that the eastern seaboard has essentially been poisoned in a catastrophic chemical release? So the Pentagon sent out a memo to Congress that was received today, and they said that the uh, uh, thing that they shot down over Canadian airspace was a small metallic balloon with a tethered payload to it. Now, the question is, what was that tethered payload? Was it simply surveillance equipment? Was it a payload that was determined that was supposed to be delivered? Uh, Now, they are investigating whatever it was, but the one over Lake Huron apparently descended slowly after they shot it down. Now, take a look at this. The one over Lake Huron uh, appears to have been like a flying saucer, an octagon. This is how they say that it was shaped. Uh, It was flying at around 20,000 feet. They said it posed a hazard to commercial aircraft. They didn't initially tell people that they actually shot something down. They announced that the airspace was closed. And then very quickly after that, they said airspace is open again. It, you know, I mean, as much as I, as much as I know about these unidentified aircraft and, you know, what's out there in the sky. I mean, I watch a lot of this stuff. I'm looking for this all the time. None of this is new. I guarantee you that these things have been present in the atmosphere for a very long time, essentially since man started flying and circumnavigating the earth earth through the air. They've always been there, and the only reason they're talking about it right now is because it's going to be of some benefit to them. Tonight on Baseless Conspiracies, John and I are going to be talking about Project Bluebeam and the fake alien invasion, so make sure you're there at 10.30 p.m., and I will go into this in a lot more detail then. But it's kind of interesting, shaped like an octagon, shaped like an octagon. So that indicates to me that it was something like a flying saucer, essentially, which doesn't surprise me because they're really leaning hard into the alien aspect of this. They want people to believe that this is aliens. I think we're one step away from the fake reveal of aliens coming from the United States government. The one thing that I can tell you is that anytime the United States government is telling you something and, and and telling you it's the truth, you probably shouldn't trust it. But this is the flight path that it took, uh, or at least this is the flight path of the planes that were following it. So it looks like it was all over the place, all over the place with the flight radar. Um, anyways, it's gone. They shot it down. And uh, and again, the Pentagon and the government continue to hold press conferences that want everybody to know, keep your eyes on these metallic balloons, keep your eyes on all of these spy things and UFOs hovering in the upper atmosphere. Now, <clears throat> apparently, Chuck Schumer 
came out and said that these small balloons may have been something else. And the White House got angry with him. I think that's you know, manufactured right there. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think they have their story straight at this point yet. I think that they're still trying to decide when they're going to bring out the fake alien invasion uh, and they need things to be really, really bad. I will say this, guys, I will say this. <clears throat> the United States earlier today told every last person in Russia to get the hell out now, they've been saying that since Russia uh, walked into Ukraine in that specialized military operation just about over a year ago. Uh, so it's not new, but it's interesting that it's timed at the same time this is happening. Also, several European nations have, have warned their citizens, these are NATO nations, to get out of Belarus. Now, Belarus is also a partner of Russia in everything. Uh, so uh, are they going to make the move on Russia at this point? Now, one thing that is very strange, pilots talking about the object, the unidentified object over Alaska, they said that it interfered with their sensors. Now, I would imagine anybody out there, a pilot, anybody, a former, you know, F-16 or whatever they're flying now, anybody out there, a top gun. You have to believe that the technology the United States government is using in these planes, I mean, these are weapons of war. It's got to be tremendously, tremendously advanced. And they've probably made allowances to ensure that their sensors can't be jammed and that they would be able to continue investigating whatever it is they're looking for. So the fact that this device supposedly interfered with their sensors, that says a lot. And again, I think we're moving straight into uh, alien, alien, uh, uh, fake alien territory. Okay. Um, yes. So the official told Fox News the object was detected by the U.S. military while it was over Alaska, not far from the northern coast. This was on Thursday night. The fighter jet employed an AIM 9X to take down the object. I don't know what that would be specifically, but. Pilots gave differing reports on what they experienced and observed. Some pilots said the object interfered with their sensors. Other pilots said they observed no identifiable propulsion and couldn't explain how the object was staying in the air. F-35s. Looks like they're doing F-35s. Um, Mother of Dragons says, I live 10 miles from the crash. It was on fire when it went past. Oh, my gosh. When you went past it. The explosion in Ohio is uh, close to the Great Lakes and major waterways. How convenient they shoot down a UFO over Lake Huron. That's that's a great point. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, again, <clears throat> you know, think about this, too. What if they try to use a fake alien invasion uh, to convince people that they're spreading a pathogen or something like that, when in reality, it's actually all of these chemicals that are now out in the open environment that are making people sick, that are making people die, but instead they do some type of war of the worlds uh, type thing to make us believe or attempt to make us believe that it's actually aliens and some alien virus. Um, Really quick, you guys. At the beginning of the show, I forgot to say thank you. I got a mailbag and wanted to say, Lynn, Lynn made me a, a like 
she made me a, a Hawaiian shirt. She made me a collared shirt. It's, of course, USA all the way. And I'm going to be wearing it tomorrow on Occam's Razor. So tune in at 1 p.m. if you want to see the shirt that Lynn made for me. Uh, also, I got a beautiful letter from Colleen. Thank you so much, Colleen. Uh, I also got a box with some goodies from Gene. Thank you very much, Gene. Sent me a book. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, I'll show that off tomorrow in Occam's Razor as well. I just wanted to make sure that I said thank you very much tonight. Mm. Uh, honey, the train derailment was on February 3rd. It was 10 days ago today. Um, all right. So just keep your eyes open for anything, I guess, at this point. That's that's my point. I mean, th- th- we are moving into uncharted territory here, you guys. You know, if you thought things were weird over the last couple of years, it is only going to get weirder from this point forward. Uh, and uh, I would expect that more of these unidentified objects are going to be showing up. And lo and behold, now China claims, now China claims that there is another unidentified object that they're seeing. Only this time, I think they're trying to claim that it's actually the United States government. Mm. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot to show you guys something incredible. Um, I have talked about the benefits of chlorine dioxide on the show before. Interesting, the same people that'll probably attack me for giving glowing reviews of chlorine dioxide will probably try to cover up uh, the vinyl chloride spill. Um, But you may remember the interview that I did with a gentleman who put together that documentary, The Universal Antidote, called The Universal Antidote because the uh, paper that was written by NASA calling chlorine dioxide the universal antidote. Well, uh, he had a book and a class that he was offering, uh, and it was for a fee. Well, uh, a patron gave him a large donation, which makes that book and the class itself, which this is like a $250 value, a $450 value, it makes it completely free for you guys. So if you want to know how best to use chlorine dioxide to heal yourself and to heal any illness or sickness that is affected by this, then you definitely need to take this link and keep a hold of it. So I am dropping this into all the chats and I want you guys to tell me, (laughs) oh, I see what I see, says, uh, will it wipe out NYC? Yeah, probably not. NYC is actually wiping itself out. I heard... I meant to report on this last week, but apparently the illegals are they're fed up with with New York City because it's so disgusting. Uh, they they are actually leaving to go to Canada because it's a, it's a shithole. Let's just be honest. It's a shithole. OK, so you guys, please take this link. Make sure that you have access to it. It's a two hour course. Normally it would be four hundred fifty dollars. I also have a, a, a PDF copy of the Universal Antidote book. Uh, I have that on my computer. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link to the book into the chat as well. These two things could save your life, and I'm not being hyperbolic. I think that this is definitely something you guys should go ahead and uh, make sure that you have written down, and feel free to share it with as many people as possible. I think one of the barriers to the use of chlorine dioxide, besides all the garbage coming out of the New York Times and the mainstream media about it, is that people just don't understand how to use it. This will tell you everything you need to know. 
This will make sure that you're using it in a safe and responsible way. Now, this is not medical advice. This is me relaying information I found on the internet that was produced by somebody else based on research by NASA. So regardless of what you may think about never a straight answer, it might tell you something that at one time the U.S. government made a secret paper talking about the curative effects of hydro, or excuse me, of chlorine dioxide, which is very different from bleach. Anybody out there who would tell you that chlorine dioxide is bleach is either a liar or a disinformation artist, or perhaps they just don't understand chemistry, which in my time was a required course that you had to take when you graduated from high school. So I have been very aware of the effects of chlorine dioxide for a very, very long time. And I suggest that you guys take that course, download that book, make sure that uh, you are on top of your game when it comes to that. All right, so we're gonna move out of the East Palestine disaster. We're gonna move out from the UFOs and the shooting down of balloons and cylindrical objects. Oh, that was another thing. There was another report that came out that one of those items was not a balloon. We got a metallic balloon. We got a cylindrical object. Uh, We also got the, the, the hexagon. It's like they're giving us all of the basic types of UFOs that you might expect to see. Now, you know, actually, let me let me show you uh, one more thing, actually, from here. My friend Matt Couch, his website is thedcpatriot.com. Now, he published this image right here, which purports to be from inside the cockpit of one of these planes that took down one of the objects. Now, I think I've seen this before. I think that several years ago, there was... A, an object that was taken down by planes of some type. I don't know what kind, but it ended up being a Mylar balloon. Now, this to me looks like it could easily be uh, a, a Mylar balloon that just got way too high, okay? Uh, and somebody else had commented and said that this is not the inside of an F-35. Now, I don't know. I don't know. You know I, I'm not familiar with uh, the insides of these aircraft, but... That's why I asked anybody out there, the chemicals from the energy drinks and vaping are so good for you. Well, you know, there's only so much you can do to mitigate your exposure. Mm. Mm. I will tell you this, though, as a former smoker, I smoked for 20 plus years. There are no reported cases of cancer from people vaping nicotine products. And yet there are many, 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 many cases of cancer from people smoking cigarettes. So I made a cost-benefit analysis. I decided that it was acceptable for me to vape because there's no cases of cancer or illness as a result of that. It is a safe, safe technology as far as I'm concerned. And the energy drinks, uh, the worst thing in energy drinks for you uh, is sugar. These are sugar-free. And uh, there are other things in there, of course, but uh, I don't do drugs. I don't drink alcohol. uh, I vape and I I drink energy drinks. So, you know, that's it. That's it. And uh, for me, that's working. Okay, I'm a lot healthier than I used to be when I drank alcohol and I used to smoke a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. So, you know, we can all do what we want to do with our bodies because it's America. 
And I'm not going to shame you for it. If you want to spend all day drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels or a one-gallon jug of five o'clock vodka, that is on you, brother. That has nothing to do with me. And uh, I'm not going to get involved in your business. So continuing on. Do you remember this story? I I, I talked about it in Occam's Razor maybe a month or so ago. There was this lawyer. Oh, Rain. Rain says that there is a package on the way for me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I cannot wait to get it. Dixie Bell says you do not look like a smoker. Well, here's the thing. I I mean, I, I, you know, I got plenty of sponsors that are uh, supplements and stuff like that. I've been a supplement user uh, and I've tried to take care of my body for a long time. For many, many years, I don't eat fast food. I try to stay away from as much refined sugar as I possibly can. uh, And I I just take care of myself in as many ways as I possibly can. I know a lot of people at my age, if they had smoked for 20 or more years, they would probably look pretty rough. Uh, Not everybody, you know, but I mean, yeah, I was a heavy smoker, okay? I mean, it was like all the time. So, you know, it's possible that I could have done a major damage to myself, to my skin, to my lungs. And I did. I had a spot on my lungs, you guys. Uh, I was on my way to developing cancer. You know, I wasn't even 30 yet. Maybe, no, I must have been. I was over 30. (laughs) I wasn't 40. And I was going to develop cancer. My dad died of lung cancer. That's why I switched to vaping. Uh, Patriot Bird says, I drink a bang every morning. That's my coffee. Cheers, Zach. Absolutely. It is. It's my coffee. That's that's why I drink it. You know, sometimes I drink coffee instead of energy drinks. But, you know, I find that down here in, in the uh, subtropical climate of Florida, I don't want to be drinking coffee all the time. It's just a little bit much. <clears throat> Too hot. Uh, But on that note, I actually do have a cup of tea that Red Pill Girlfriend made for me. Mm. Thank you very much, honey. That will help my throat. All right. So you may remember the story about this prosecutor from California. I believe he was from Orange County. Uh, He and his wife went to Mexico and he was found dead, I guess, one hour after he was extorted by Rosarita police. So Rosarita, uh, I guess, is the area where he and his wife went to. The police tried to extort him, and then they killed him. It has been labeled as aggravated homicide. Now, at the time, they were very cagey about what happened to this guy. And yeah, you guys, if you are a vapor and you vape juice, not Nick, uh, uh, not Saltnik, then definitely go through rain. Cajun vapes, uh, they make incredible juice. They can do custom flavors for you. Uh, you got something specific. If you got something you want to match, then they can go ahead and do it for you. Uh, they are incredible, great people, and they have their own small business in Louisiana that I think we need to uh, to to support. Certainly, if you're a vapor, uh, hook them up and have them hook you up. So Elliot Blair was his name. His wife is Kim Williams. He was a public defender, uh, and they were there in Rosarita celebrating their one-year anniversary. Uh, So they were driving back to their hotel, and they were pulled over by Rosarita police, who said that they rolled through a stop sign. Now, the the police shook them down. They they took about $160 in cash, uh, and then the police accepted that. And then 90 minutes later, he was found dead at Las Rosas Resort and Spa. Now, no word on where his wife was during this time. All I know is that she found him dead, but he was found on his right side with his face down. 
He had 40 skull fractures to the back of his head and road rash on his knees. And this directly contradicts statements that local authorities made uh, that he fell from his hotel balcony 25 feet to the ground. Now, apparently this guy was not a teetotaler. He wasn't a big alcoholic, so he wasn't a huge partier. He and his wife uh, were there to enjoy their time together. And for some reason, you know, he, he was he was purported to have fallen from his balcony. Uh, but again, that autopsy shows 40 skull fractures on the back of his skull and the road rash on his knees. He also had a toe injury, which shows that maybe he was dragged. Maybe they tied him up to the back of his car and boom, 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 boom. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a- absolutely horrible stuff. So uh, lawyer for the family says he's not going to have a toe injury and injuries to the back of his head as a result as a result of the fall. Um, where was his wife at the time? That's what I really want to know. Um, <clears throat> his blood alcohol was just 0.10, which is two points higher than the legal limit for driving in California. But again, this is Mexico. They're basically pouring alcohol down your throat the entire time you're there. Uh, he didn't show any signs of being drunk. But the uh, the United States government has issued a warning to all Americans going to Mexico. Apparently, these red areas, they they say you should not go to because essentially you're going to get shook down. Uh, Or you might find yourself kidnapped by the cartels, and then they're going to be uh, putting a ransom out there on your head. Uh, You know, I've never been to Mexico. Uh, I think I went to Mexico... When I lived in San Diego, I went to Mexico. And, uh, And I just went to Tijuana. And Tijuana was really... I'm just not my cup of tea. You know, it's like you could drink there. You could, you know, see girls dance and and you could buy drugs. And I, I didn't want to do any of those things at that point. It just like wasn't in my uh, my wheelhouse. Um, it was just scummy. And everywhere that you go, you've got people like latching onto you and trying to get you to go someplace and buy something. And like I said, you know, they just... They shove alcohol down your throat. It it was, you know, I I can see how quickly and easily somebody could get taken advantage of. Especially, especially if they're also giving you pills and all kinds of other drugs. But dangerous stuff. I just wouldn't go to Mexico. I think there's probably a lot more beautiful places that you could visit. And you would probably have a much better time. Uh, You know, I mentioned Pete Buttigieg earlier. Transportation secretary. This train derailment, these three, three, count them, three train derailments fall directly under the purview of Pete Buttigieg. Now, he didn't talk about these train derailments at the time that he was giving this live interview, uh, but he did mention how many white people are doing construction here in the United States. You know, construction is not like a fun job. I have done construction it is hard on you. You've got to be diligent. You got to show up on time. You have to be somebody that other guys can depend on. You got to know how to use your tools and you got to understand safety because otherwise you're going to fall off a building. Maybe you're going to find yourself impaled. You're going to put a, a nail through your foot. I mean, there are just so many bad things that can happen. God forbid the guy next to you ends up getting hurt as a result of you. But these are the things he was worried about. He's talking about the pandemic. He did mention the balloons. He definitely mentioned the balloons, but didn't mention anything about this 
tragic, tragic train derailment. Let's listen to Real Pete Buttigieg. She didn't deserve this. Real crimes. This was a homicide. And real justice. Now it all makes sense. And boom, we got them. True Crime Network. Download the free app. God, this is the aftermath. I haven't even seen this video yet. Horrific. Just awful, awful stuff. I I wouldn't go within 10 feet of this thing. Jeez, oh, Pete's. This is from the NTSB. So this is official footage, I think, from the United States government determining how bad the damage is. What about those rail lines? You know, it just it just makes sense to me that you would take care of your infrastructure. Because if you don't, then it's going to shut down and then you're going to lose more money because you're going to have to take care of the cleanup. You're going to have to take care of rebuilding. You know, but let's be honest, they, they don't really care. They have enough money. They can basically do whatever they want. Uh, their goal is to make us as sick and miserable as possible. And that's why I refuse to allow them to do that to me. I refuse to allow these people to win by successfully completing their goals. I, I am a very happy person. Uh, even though my life is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, I can find joy in it every single day. And I find joy in coming here and hanging out with you guys and talking about this stuff, even though it's really tragic sometimes. Let's take a listen to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. With your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build... I don't know anything about this. I mean, I've, I've worked plenty of construction, <clears throat> and every single job I've ever worked, there were people of all shapes, sizes, and colors. I have never worked a job that was like an exclusively white job. And, you know, I don't think that anybody has maybe since the, the 50s or the 60s or something like that. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Pete Buttigieg is so disconnected from the reality of everyday life in America. He has this idea in his head of, uh, you know, white privilege and white pride and and how black people are downtrodden. And that's the only thing he can imagine. <clears throat> The privilege is all he has. Maybe it's because Pete Buttigieg is the worst type of white privileged asshole that you can possibly imagine. He is what he hates and what he sees in the world. Because when he goes home at night and he looks into his mirror, the only thing he sees is that white privilege that Pete Buttigieg has. So anyway, talks about the pandemic talks about white privilege in the construction industry, which I don't think exists, uh, talks about uh, the balloons, but he doesn't say a darn thing about either the crash from 10 days ago or the two crashes that happened earlier today, probably while Pete Buttigieg was on stage. Absolutely disgusting stuff. Now, um, I almost went live early today, but I was just unable to do it. There are... 
some exciting things happening in Arizona. Today, the Arizona Senate Elections Committee uh, was scheduled for a hearing talking about the mechanics of the elections. They were looking into how the voting machines can be hacked. And believe me, they can. There was also a vote to ban non-American hackable voting machines. Now, considering the fact that I don't think we have any non-hackable voting machines, that would essentially, essentially completely remove voting machines from the situation and the system there in Arizona. I need to give Wendy Rogers a call and see if uh, maybe she'd be willing to come back on the show and talk about this. Also, Sonny Borelli. Sonny Borelli was actually on this committee talking about it today. So uh, there was a two-hour hearing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And uh, I think that this is potentially going to lead to some critical things happening. Keep your eyes on Arizona, okay? I can't say anything else, but keep your eyes on Arizona over the next week. As soon as I have something that I can report, I will. But as of right now, all I can say is all eyes on Arizona. I am pretty excited about the possibilities that are going to be coming out of this state. Uh, And uh, the truth of the matter is there are no election machines that are not compromised. There are no election machines that cannot be hacked. It's been shown time and time again. And when you have cellular access on these voting machines, as you have on the vast majority of them, uh, it makes it even more likely that they will be able to be hacked into. Now, uh, this was interesting. The... uh, (laughs) Karine Jean-Pierre actually commenting that there is no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a listen to Karine Jean-Pierre. Make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Make sure. <clears throat> And this is typical for them to talk out of both sides of their mouths. On one end, they are using the term UFO, which is so loaded. Of course, that refers to aliens and extraterrestrials and unidentified flying objects. That, that, that's basically been part of the American lexicon for decades. But then, you know, at the same token, they've got to say, hey, there's no aliens here. But until the moment that they actually say, guess what, guys, it's aliens. All right, so... I have one extremely important story that a viewer sent to me. This is probably one of the most disturbing stories I have ever heard, you guys. Listen to this. I've been critical of psychiatry in the past, and and that that is not for all psychiatrists. I am just critical of the overprescription of medications for so many different things. I know that medication is a vital aspect of certain treatment programs for the right people. But on the same token, I believe that there are far too many people who are prescribed medication uh, for things that they could otherwise overcome, maybe with therapy, maybe with lifestyle changes. And this is not this is not a direction for anybody out there who's on medication to stop taking medication. I have had people email me before and said, Zach, thank you for saying it. I'm going to quit taking my medication. Don't do that. Please 
Do not stop taking your medication. Talk to your doctor or find a doctor who's willing to work with you. But I guarantee you there are people who don't need to take meds that are on meds. Now, uh, there have been a lot of changes to the DSM recently, the uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Health. Uh, Transgenderism was in there previously. I believe they took that out. Uh, Homosexuality, they took that out. That was quite some time ago. But they are now eliminating two very important diagnoses from the DSM. Uh, What are those, you might ask? Well, uh, they are narcissistic personality disorder and psychopathy. That's right. They are removing psychopaths as a diagnosis from the DSM, and they are removing narcissism as a diagnosis from the DSM. Isn't that interesting? I've said this on a number of occasions. Uh, we have a an over-preponderance of psychopaths in America in a position of leadership and power. That's because psychopaths like having that power over people. Psychopaths seek out a way in which they can be above others and to subjugate them and at times commit heinous acts against. And narcissism is another thing that is essentially very widespread now. This TikTok culture that we have, people are obsessed with themselves because you've got two phones, maybe four phones on your phone. People are taking pictures of themselves all the time. They are using these filters to make them appear to be better looking or slimmer, perhaps have better skin. But narcissism is running rampant in America and across the world. So, but psychopathy, this one is, this is serious, okay? Psychopathy has been removed from the psychiatrist's diagnostic manual, the DSM-5. If you're a psychiatrist, and I know I have some that listen to the show, please write me and please talk to me about the removal of psychopathy from the DSM. I feel like this is an incredibly telling an important move on behalf of the global psychopaths that we have here. You guys, does anybody else think that this is as scary as I do? Because if we can't diagnose these people anymore, that means that they're going to continue to enter society in these positions of power, and they're probably going to be rewarded for it by other psychopaths and by other narcissists. I think that they are literally trying to conceal their presence from us by removing psychopathy as a diagnosis from the DSM. Uh, You know, but what they do have in there is racism as a mental disorder. Uh, Also, social phobia, paranoia, and their remaining antisocial personality disorders, all those are in there. Um, But uh, they now have racial psychopathological disorder that has been uh, injected into the DSM. So, Instead of treating people for being psychopaths, they will now diagnose you with racism, and then perhaps they can go ahead and force you to take medication for your racist views. And of course, that would probably uh, include people who are conservative, because the author explains how this racial psychopathological disorder manifests itself in the Make America Great Again sociopolitical movement and specifically how it renders its participants susceptible to psychological denial and delusional disorder. Uh, And a case history was uh, contrasting Nazi Germany with MAGA culture. This is like a leftist's wet dream. 
And they use this uh, as a tool to illustrate the potential outcome of a manifested state of group psychopathology in this regard. Uh, And as a result, they're suggesting we need an urgent reform of the American federal government and our judicial system. Uh, So once again, racism equals Nazism equals MAGA equals a diagnosed mental disorder equals need for law enforcement or the imposition of brain damaging psychological drugs. This is a highly, highly worrisome development that is happening. So now psychiatry uh, could potentially through the legislation of places like California. What do you think? California legislates that if you are diagnosed a racist, you have to start taking Lexapro or, you know, something else. Maybe they put you on the same puberty blockers they give to children so that you can't breed. Who knows? Uh, I think that this goes to show you that psychiatry is in a very dangerous point here in America. And uh, I I think that the, the implications for this are profound when you think about it and take it to its logical conclusion. I'd like to hear from you guys. And I know, once again, there are psychiatrists in the audience. Please tell me what you think about this development, about the removal of psychopathy as a diagnosis, the addition of racial psychopathology disorder, uh, and the removal of uh, narcissism. Uh, We have a, a preponderance of narcissism in America today. People are narcissists and uh, they are absolutely obsessed with themselves and they're not obsessed with the things that really matter in life. So uh, I'm I'm hoping that they're not going to try to make people who believe in making America great again uh, and force them to take drugs to change their minds on that. Although I think that that's certainly something that they would probably do. Okay, so continuing on. We know that the cases against many of the January 6th defendants uh, are baseless and without merit. Um, Ask Jordan Peterson what he is going through. I would absolutely interview Jordan Peterson if I could, but I I, I don't know how to get a hold of him directly. Mm. I might know a person or two who could put me in touch with him. That would would be very interesting. All right. So Enrique Terrio, uh, leader of the Proud Boys, remember, he wasn't in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, and yet he is still charged along with a number of other Proud Boys. Uh, and it appears that a girl he was dating sent him this document that was entitled 1776 Returns. She sent this to him before January 6th, and it turns out that the DOJ and the FBI asked her to send that. And it looks like the FBI and the DOJ probably wrote the document. So what it did was it outlined strategic plans for the takeover of the U.S. government buildings on January 6th. Now, this was sent unsolicited to Enrico Terrio's telegram, and it was right before January 6th. The love interest was named Erica Flores. I don't know anything about Erica Flores, But it turns out that she reportedly testified to the January 6th committee that a government official was the author of the entirety of the 1776 returns document and that this FBI and CIA member or associate asked her to share it with Enrique Terrio. So the government entrapped the Proud Boys because they knew they were setting up 
the events of January 6th. Now, Terrio's lawyer uh, has made a motion as a result of this because he's been charged with seditious conspiracy and he's standing trial along with four other members of the Proud Boys. Now, his attorney says, it appears the government itself is the author of the most incriminating and damning document in this case, which was mysteriously sent at government request to Proud Boy leader Enrique Terrio immediately prior to January 6th. And they did it in order to frame or implicate Terrio in a government-created scheme to storm buildings around the Capitol. As such, Exhibit 528-1 and the government's efforts to frame or smear defendants with it constitutes outrageous government conduct. This is either entrapment or outrageous government conduct or both. Equally improper. It is a Brady violation because the Department of Justice must surely have known that these revelations before putting Special Agent Dubrowski on the stand on February 9th to introduce this evidence. Is anyone surprised about this? Absolutely not. Look at this. 1776 returns. Here are the contents. Storm the Winter Palace, internal only. Plan overview and location assignments. Patriot plan to distribute externally. Got logistics and we the people demand. Read directions carefully. Apparently, an individual by the name of Samuel Arms is responsible for writing the 1776 files. Who is Arms? He's a former State Department and Special Operations official that was interviewed by the January 6th Unselect Committee. And according to the motion from Terrio's lawyer, Arms said he recognized components of of the document as ideas he had composed as part of a wargaming exercise he did in August or September of 2020. Arms co-founded a Florida-based cryptocurrency LLC, which is called Government Blockchain Systems. And he said that in college, he had been groomed to join the CIA and FBI before his stint in the State Department and Special Ops. And in his studies, he often participated in wargaming scenarios, skills that he used during his stint in government. So they took this document from someone they had groomed to bring into the federal government through the CIA and the FBI. They used this wargame document to craft this fake 1776 returns document that they could then pin on Enrique Terrio to charge him with seditious conspiracy. This is yet another example of the tyrannical current regime stopping at nothing to kill and destroy patriots in America based upon the false flag that was January 6th. How much more evidence do we need for the courts to do the right thing? This is bald-faced examples of government overreach, of entrapment, of outrageous government contact, excuse me, conduct. The judge in these cases needs to take a look at this, and I'm sure they heard it, all right? The only thing we have left to wait for now is for the judge to rule on this. Now, the government... And this government asset character passed this document off to a love interest, which would be Erica, who then testified she forwarded the document at the request of ARMS to Terrio via Telegram. So ARMS, the one who did the wargaming document, sent it to Erica, who then sent it to Enrique Terrio's Telegram. If true, this means the most damning document in this trial was authored by the intelligence community, someone groomed by the FBI itself. And the CIA and FBI asset requested Terrio's friend to share the document with Terrio 
prior to January 6th. Uh, this is absolutely incredible and outrageous here. Here, another portion of the document uh, where it lays out the occupation of eight key buildings in Washington, D.C. Uh, that included the House and Senate office buildings and the Supreme Court. And it include, included a mobilization of followers and invoking the sentiment and spirit of 1776 and the 1917 storming of the Winter Palace by Bolsheviks in the Russian Revolution. Uh, so January 1st through 5th, you prepare by distributing the Patriot plan far and wide via the internet. Get confirmation from Patriots to join because it, <clears throat> maybe it's not enough to just receive the document yourself. You have to confirm with the federal government that you're planning to storm the Capitol. Recruiters bring hard copies of the Patriot plan to distribute in person at the rally. More entrapment. Fill the roles in charge of each building. Set up appointments with representatives in buildings to be let in. Regardless, they are required to let us in. They represent us. Scope out and report road closures. Use COVID to your advantage. Pack, pack huge face masks and face shields to protect your identity. Make sure everyone has food and water to the last day in their backpacks. And then on January 6th, execution day, have scouts drive around buildings and areas before daylight to check on any of the roadblocks and update plans accordingly. And then part one, infiltrate. Have leads and seconds stay inside the building until called upon execution time. Scope out the entrances and exits, and if possible, be in building first thing in the morning. Be dressed in suits and unsuspecting. Do not look tactical at all. Recruiters in the streets distributing printed and digital copies of the Patriot Plan, garnishing support from those at the rally. <clears throat> we don't know if Enrique Terrio even knew that he got this document. <clears throat> Anybody who has Telegram, Anybody who has Telegram can let you know that you get thousands of messages per day. Anybody can send you a message on Telegram. So unless you know that you're looking for someone specific, that's the only way you're going to be able to find it. <clears throat> so now, Terrio had nothing to do with the creation of the document. It was sent to him. Oh, my God. And it looks like... <clears throat> The judge, Timothy Kelly, is allowing this, even though he is aware of the document's history from pretrial hearings. This is a travesty of justice. That's against the law. The fact that it's a Brady violation, the entrapment by the government. <clears throat> wow. I can't even believe that they're going to allow it. This, uh, their justice is dead in the United States. Uh, we have no judicial system, and I don't know what hope we have to ever reform it in its current incarnation. Uh, there is no hope for the justice system at this point in its current form. And uh, I've said this before, it may be very possible that there are no changes that can be made until a new administration comes in. Certainly with these judges <clears throat> that are in place that have no problem breaking the law, uh, they have no problem ignoring the Constitution, they're not going to do the right thing. Hey, what's up, CKLR? Hello from Canada. Good to see you. You know, I've said this before. <clears throat> you know, this just goes to show how easy it is to get caught up in something that you had nothing to do with. You know, I mean, they they set up a lot of people. They set up a lot of people, and they could have set up even more. 
Uh, here, here's some more news on the Canada object. Uh, it definitely crossed over sensitive U.S. sites, and it was broadcasting back. Oh, my God. This happened down here in Florida. Police say a Florida rapper killed his pregnant girlfriend in front of her toddler just after he was acquitted of a double murder. I think that, uh, do we have the death? Yeah, we have the death penalty down here in Florida. Hey, you guys, do me a favor. We've got 3,700 people here and only 676 likes. Hitting the like button is like the best way you can support this show, how you can support my channel. It sincerely helps me. Uh, and I need your help so that I can remain successful, uh, so that I can continue to deliver this show to new eyes so that I can get more people looking at it. I uh, just want to go through and see if we've got any thank yous. I know that uh, we've got several over here on the foxhole. We're going to go through those first. Uh, nothing new over on Buy Me a Coffee or on Cash App, but hey, hit that hit that like button. It's totally free. 735 of you now have hit that like button, you guys. Really, really need you to do that. 3,700 people and only 735 people have liked it. Please, it's totally free and I really appreciate it. Uh, let me say thank you over here to Filter Dog one He said, let's kick it. Uh, Just Duckies, thank you for the coffee. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Isaac Truth says, hi, Red Pill. Casey dropped a can. Liberty Bell said, God bless. Love you. Uh, Tracy S says, yes, it's in Michigan. Adel had a map on his show showing the coverage. Uh, C Blanche said this poison bullshit is bullshit. I hate balloons too. Now I hate balloons too. Just Ducky says, thank you for being the news. P quest. Thank you for the cookie. Uh, C Blanche says, sorry, RP. Sorry. You had to do a sad show. Prayers up to you all. God bless. God bless everybody who's affected by this horrific environmental tragedy. Uh, mountain lace. Chemicals bad enough on their own, but when combined, oh my God, yeah, there is a cumulative effect. It's it's going to be much worse. Tempo 420, thank you for the cookie. Red Pill Ken, good to see you, buddy. Bill Cooper warned us the government would use UFOs, sending fear to keep us safe, taking all of our rights. And we will be talking about that tonight at 10.30 p.m. on Baseless Conspiracies with myself and John Harold. Tune in. Cynthia, thank you for the cookie. Ohio Kimmy, thank you for the cookie. Red Pill Ken says, government entrapment, Federal Bureau of Infestation, and CIA globalist versus Proud Boys. You ain't wrong. Uh, Elmar W. Zach, if they're watching without being signed in, they can't see comments or hit the like button. Um... Oh, okay. That well, that's that's a that's a a, a good point. Uh, I would only ask that you make an account on Rumble so that you can sign in and participate in the chat, and then you can subscribe to my channel, and then you'll get notifications when I go live. And I think that that would be a tremendous. That would be a tremendous help to the channel. We are at 181,000 subscribers and I gain a few every single day, but obviously the more subscribers that I get, the more likely it is that I'm going to show up on the front page because more people are going to hit that like button. More people are going to get my videos shared around. Let me just ask you this. If you also wouldn't mind sharing my videos when you watch them on your social media, that would really help out. Might get some new people here and uh, might help uh, uh, new eyes see the truth. Um, also, thank you to Sean Joe, who dropped a cookie. I really appreciate it. 
All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and end it right there. I've got a little bit of background to do and putting together some notes for the show tonight with John. Uh, I, once again, even if you are not supporting the show in any way, I still appreciate your eyeballs here hanging out with us in the chat. Uh, I love it. However, when you are signed in so that we can interact with each other and we can go ahead and uh, and talk in the chat. Uh, big thank you to everybody over there on Facehole. Facehole. Foxhole. <laughs> Foxhole for supporting the show. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, there is no way that I could do this show if I wasn't getting the support directly from you. Uh, I never ask you guys to donate, but I want you to know that when you do, I appreciate it so much. There are always people who are donating on my website directly. I don't get a report on those every single day. It's not the same way as it is if I see it on Cash App or on Buy Me A Coffee. So I don't get a chance to thank you directly. At the end of the month, I just get a, a list of email addresses uh, and your personal information is kept personal so that uh, you're protected. But I just want you to know that I do get those donations. It means a lot. Also, if you're subscribed on Locals, that's like being a member of the channel over here on Rumble. Uh, over on the Foxhole, you can also join as a channel member. There are different levels. Uh, and then also on Subscribestar, people are uh, joined up as a member on Subscribestar, and that is a, a monthly amount that is given to me. And again, uh, it's only through your direct support that I'm able to do this. I know that the world is crazy right now, Everything costs more than it did when I started doing this show. There are more people than ever that are putting out content. So the fact that you guys are here with me and that you choose to support my show, it means more than you can possibly imagine. We are all in the fight of our lives. And every single day, each and every one of us wakes up and probably thinks, wow, what the hell are they going to throw our way this time? Uh, but the fact that we have each other, honestly, makes it that much easier to carry on and to continue. Because I know that with my brothers and sisters at my side, America is still worth fighting for and will remain so. We have got to make sure that this nation is here for future generations. We've got to make sure that the children have a world to call home. And uh, along those lines, we've got to do everything that we can to continue to bolster the truth, freedom, and conservative movements here in America. We can only do that when you are a direct part of that. So find a way that you can act in your local area. Become a conservative activist, educating people, helping to solve problems, replacing the failed and corrupt system that has given us this broken, hollowed out shell of America. The not the country that we were promised. They have worked so hard to destroy us and to kill our resolve, to, to kill our hope. But again, I will never allow them to take that from me. I will forever have my hope, my faith, and my love of humanity. They will never be able to change that. So thank you very much, everybody, for being here. I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and pass out the, uh, oh, you know what? Hold on. There was a couple of more thank yous over on Foxhole. Uh, uh, FVT dropped a cookie and said, love your show for many years. Woken Walk said, Zach, you are a blessing to our community. God bless and God bless the Foxhole fam. Zeta Anon said, keep your chin up, brother. Back in the schools after over 10 years, I've cried so much, warriors. Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie. Vector says, uh, nice mug, Zach. I'm using my 
my my uh my vector one one seven mug. Uh Nakaz eight oh eight says facehole, what's on baseless tonight? We're talking about Project Bluebeam and the fake alien conspiracy. And then a boneless chicken said, I'm wondering if this is the precipice or if it can still get much worse. I gotta be honest, it can always get worse. Uh it just depends on how much America is willing to take. So uh, I feel like we have been at the precipice personally for a long time, but you know, <laughs> I honestly believe it can get a lot worse. So buckle up buttercup. I love you guys. Appreciate you being here. Good luck, everyone. God bless. I just passed out the gold pills. We'll see you tonight at 1030 on baseless conspiracies. Bye-bye.